If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Before you make your next bet, visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated every 10 minutes. You can check out future events as well. Betting splits, another way we're here to make you smarter, better year-round. Every game, betting splits up at vcin.com. Gather around the campfire. It's time for our friend, everyone's friend, Sal Pal, Uncle Sal. Sal Pal Antonio from ESPN joins us now to talk NFC Championship game in the NFL. It's been too long. Great to talk to you, sir. How are you? What did you guys lose my number or something? (laughs) (laughs) You're unbelievable. Yeah, we did. That's what happened. Were were you surprised how easy it was Saturday night for Philadelphia? As Merrill Reese said, game was over after the coin toss. Yeah, and you know what? Nick Sirianni lucked out with that coin toss, right? Because he usually defers. But the Eagles lost the toss. Giants deferred. Now, I don't know who in their right mind would give the Eagles offense the ball first, but that's what Brian Dayball wanted to do. And they just went down there, marched down the field, and that was a that was it, the coin toss. Yep. So I hope I, I, if you're an Eagles fan, you're hoping that Sirianni loses the coin toss again. Sure. Uh, on Sunday afternoon, you know, I'm I'm a, the whole idea of their team, right, is get a lead. Uh, and then let the defense loose on the quarterback. And it worked to perfection. Absolutely. So I noticed a couple times he slid early, and, and, and he still could have picked up some more yardage, but slid. What? How close to, uh, how close to 100% is Hurts right now? Uh, I would say it's tough to put a specific number on it, but I'm going to go somewhere between 75 and 80% of where he was physically at the beginning of the year. You know, a tear... Uh, in that shoulder muscle is tough to repair and it takes time to heal. It's nothing but rest and healing. And, uh, you know, when you have a sprain, it's by definition a tear, right? It's, that's, it's uh-huh. that ligament that goes from the shoulder blade to the sternum. And that's the one that you don't want to tear. So uh, he tore it and he's getting better. But when I talked to Nick Sirianni one-on-one after the game, and I reported this on SportsCenter Saturday night, mm-hmm. Sirianni told me that he took out clips of when Frank Reich used to coach up Andrew Luck about not taking big hits and getting out of bounds. And they showed it to Hertz oh. over and over again. And they worked with Hertz in practice over and over again. One, you got to slide. Two, you got to get out of bounds. And then they put a special foam pad on the field and made him practice landing on his left shoulder, actually torquing his body and turning his body constantly over and over. Football in the right hand, turn your body so that you, when you get hit and you fall to the ground or you get hit and thrown to the ground, that you twist your body at the last minute and hit the left shoulder and not the right. And it really worked. 
You know what that is? Great that, answer. That is incredible coaching. Yep. Great job by Sirianni and the staff. So, yep. Sal, if you if you rewind and wait go a, back. Wait a second. You said incredible, incredible coaching. I thought you were going to say incredible reporting by Uncle Sal. Incredible. <laughs> I, I was going down that path. I thought you were going to say. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, come on now. <laughs> it's a bad job by Mitch. Uh, Absolutely. You got to you ask the question. You got a great answer, but you got to ask the question. Yeah. You set him up beautifully. Yeah. Uh, great job reporting. Terrible job by the host here. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, Sal, Sal, you were you came on this show. Uh, I think it was right before the Eagles played the Commanders earlier this year, and they had a goose egg in the loss column. And you said, "I think their first loss is going to come to Washington." You know, when you look at San Francisco and the Commanders, they they are kind of similar teams, very good defenses, and uh, you know, Purdy's been better, but Heineke, the quarterback for the Commanders, similar a little bit with these two teams. Do you think it could be a similar matchup here uh, when the 49ers get to town on Sunday? It's interesting. The line opened up Eagles favored by two and a half, I believe. It's down to two now, minus two, Philly. Uh, So, you know, I think there's a little bit of skepticism, again, about Philadelphia. So let's handicap it. Uh, The Eagles are the best running team in the NFL. And the Niners have the best run D. So it's strength against strength there. And I think that that will be pretty much a wash, except for one thing. The Niners really haven't faced a great running quarterback like Jalen Hurts. So if he's a willing participant in the run game off the RPOs, which he was against the Giants, but the Giants don't have the same run D. Giants don't have Fred Warner. That's the major difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And if he is a willing participant in the RPO, and if they have designed runs like Hertz had in the Giants game, he had six in the first half against the Giants. I think the Eagles will have somewhat of an advantage in their run game against the Niners run D if they do what they did against the Giants. There was a lot of deception, a lot of movement, uh, a lot of design runs off of the play side of the ball, which I thought was very ingenious by the Eagles. But here's where I really think handicapping if the Eagles have a major advantage. The Niners O-line could not block. They couldn't block the Dallas Cowboys yep, yeah. in front. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, remember coming out of the halftime locker room, Aaron Andrews is on Fox. And Kevin Burkhardt asks Aaron Andrews, okay, what was your conversation like with Kyle Shanahan? Because she was covering the Niners. She was on the Niners sideline. And Aaron Andrews, great reporter, Aaron says, you know, I talked to Kyle Shanahan and he told me we can't block anybody and we got to fix that. Uh, We're having a hard time on our offensive line holding up what we need to do on our end, so we've got to fix that in the second half. So they knew they were getting whipped. They knew they were getting beat by the Cowboys D line and not for nothing. I think the Eagles are better. I think the Eagles pass rush is better than the Niners. They certainly had more sacks. I think it's more creative. I think their linebackers overall are better than the Niners sideline to sideline and quicker. TJ Edwards, in my opinion, is really emerges one of the better inside backers in the NFL. So I, I think that to me could be, an area where the Eagles getting after Brock Purdy in this game could be a significant difference in the game between the two teams. Yeah, well said. That's great reporting by Aaron. Yes, it is great reporting by Aaron. <laughs> <It's> wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Got to recognize those reporters now. Come on. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, it's always nutty in Philadelphia. And that fan base, uh, they, yeah. they are they are fanatics and they are that's a tough place to play. How concerned are you? And at 3 o'clock, local kick, everyone will be gassed up in the parking lot. How concerned are you with this environment now that Purdy's got walking into? Well, listen, he's never faced anything like this. You know, Saturday night was a block party, a Broadway show, a pop. You know, it was a Lollapalooza. It was, it was a combination of absolute bedlam. I've never really, you know, I've covered a lot of games. This is 30 years for me in Philadelphia. And there's a different intensity and engagement to the crowd. And I think it's for two reasons. Three. One, the crowd is younger. No question in my mind. Okay. Two, the crowd is a betting crowd. 
Mm. We didn't have gambling in 2017 like we have it now. When the Eagles won Super Bowl 52 in 2017, gambling was benign. Now it's explosive. You have the, you have the live casino right around the block. People are betting on their phones in the stadium. There's a huge monster gambling aspect to the crowd. And then three, social media is much more explosive and engaging than it was five years ago. I have never seen that crowd like that. It's menacing. Uh, it's in your face. It's, the sideline is right on top of the stands. When the players come out of the huddle, they hear stuff they've never heard before in their lives. Very good. Yeah, that excellent is, perspective. Yeah, there. Absolutely, good answer too. Uh, less than, but two minutes left. Two minutes. What are you hearing on Mahomes, and what do you expect out of him? Well, it's pretty interesting, right? So KC had been favored an NFL record fourteen straight playoff games. Yep. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick only favored in twelve straight. So KC had them beat, and now in this game. They're underdogs at home against the Bengals. It's minus two and a half. Uh, what I'm hearing is, you know, this football team is going to do everything they think possibly can to get Patrick Mahomes ready. He wants to play. He's desperate to play. No question about it. But all you got to do, gentlemen, is go back and look at the Bengals-Buffalo game. And my fellow Paisan, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, Lou Anaromo, what the job he yep. did in bringing the blitz off the corner with Hilton, the, t- the, the delayed blitzes, the speed with which they attacked Josh Allen in those blitzes off the edges. And Allen can move. So if they're going to do that to Mahomes in this game, which yeah. I'm sure they're going to do, early and often they're going to blitz him right off the bus. So I think this game is all about whether or not Patrick Mahomes can get the ball out quickly. I think what you'll see is press coverage, and they will blitz him all night long in that football game. I like the Bengals a lot. In a this lot. Game. Oh, oh, wow. Uncle so it's Bengals and Eagles in for the Super Bowl, yeah? And you know what? I think there's only one team that can beat the Bengals, and that would be the Eagles. I think the Bengals are playing the best best overall right now with a healthy quarterback, and I think the Eagles are right there with them. I don't think there's anybody who can beat the Bengals but the Eagles. If, if it's Niners and Bengals, I think the Bengals are the Super Bowl champs. Just think, just think how tough it's, it is. That kid, Burrow, Sacked 70 times in the regular season last year, seven times in the Super Bowl, and was really yeah. only one, three points away. Three points away. A plus. Yep. Sal, you're the best of the best. Thank you. All right, we'll talk next week. You got yeah, it. Very good. There you go. Sal Palantonio, ESPN. Awesome uh, insight there from him. Up next, win some, lose some. Uh, Paulie runs down the betting action from last night next. of Tom Brady Stole the Show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, home teams, NBA 6-1 and one straight up in ATS yesterday. And the big move, Mitch mentioned the Kings plus three and a half to a four-point favorite routed Memphis by 33. The first place Kings again. 401 at some spots to win the Pacific before the season. And a bad road trip for Memphis. Bucks Pistons over. 231 up to 236 and a half. I tweeted out, hey, let's go under 258 and a half in play in the third quarter. It was 150 to 130. Boonholzer's got the starters in in the fourth quarter up 30. Yep. What's he doing? And they took 51 threes last night. Yeah, oh, yeah. They were, they were like 45% from three. Right. Crazy. I mean, that they scored 49 points in the first quarter. Right. And it wouldn't stop. Yeah, if you've noticed, by the way, on this show, we don't give out too many NBA plays this early in the morning. How can we? I mean, that news in the, in the Memphis game didn't come out until when? Late early afternoon, yeah, before the game, that people were going to be sitting in the contest. I mean, it is it, you're, you're jumping on a hand grenade this early. Yeah, absolutely. My God, that was something. Uh, and, and Portland scored 147 last night as well in their win. How about a little hockey? Hello, Nesson. How about the Bruins? 37, five and four on the season. Is that good? And Olmark, their goalie, fastest to 25 wins in history. 25-2-1 through 30 games. It's ridiculous. It's a cheat code. Ridiculous how yeah. good this team is in that guy with his record and their record when he's between the pipes. Do you know what he is currently to win the Vesna? Uh, look. Is not mean, short enough? Uh, yeah, shoot. Yeah, come on. I'll take a peek coming up. And good call by Jeff Seeley. I missed this. Didn't have time yesterday to put it in. Shoffley, Albatross at the American Express. It was 16-1. to He had a he had a two on a par five. Yeah. There you go. He mentioned that. Bingo. And congrats to the guy who had it as well. Subscribe. Be part of the team. He's minus money, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. He's minus money. Minus Minus 150 150? to win the Vezna already. That's got to be higher. Got to be higher. Subscribe. Be part of the team. VEASAN.com. Watch the show. VEASAN.com. We hit every demo here. Eclectic mix as always. uh, You're right how exciting this is for, uh, for Sunday. But this tweet with what's left in the quarter. You go back. To November 2nd, with the current quarterbacks, these teams are a combined 35 and 2. Burrow 10 and 0, Purdy 7 and 0, Mahomes 10 and 1, Hurts 8 and 1. Wow. Well, you you got Cincinnati's won 10 in a row, San Francisco's won 12 in a row, Kansas City's won 11 of 12, and the loss was by three points. And Philly is what, 15 and 1 when Hurts plays? Yeah, Yeah. So think about that. About the four teams that are left and how hot they are. That is fantastic. We Honestly, we got the best Final Four we could get. This is better than having Buffalo and Oh, really? Yes, it is. Oh, I'd say, ah. Okay. No, take your tickets out of it no, for I, a second. I, I thought, no, I was intrigued by the neutral site and Bill's, you know, the Ugh. fan base. Yep. Yeah, come on. All right. Uh, how about this road in Norway? Take a peek at this, Mitch. Look at this sucker. Oh, that'd be fun. Look at that winding. It's right out of a movie. That winding road in Norway with water on both sides and hills. and uh, that That's in. Incredible how they put that together. Imagine taking on that. It's like uh, oh, I'd love to drive that. Bad what's boy. Uh, Big Little Lies? Monterey? 
It is. A little similar where you got the crazy curves up uh, with that bridge. Oh, I made that drive uh, a summer and a half ago on vacation. Yeah? You you are, it's a uh, suicide mission. Some of those corners that you're taking. I imagine. I can imagine. Absolutely. How about uh, Todd Furman? More hockey. Look at the run the Blackhawks are on. Hottest team in the league in terms of uh, profitability. You're, you're plus two twenty-eight. You win. You're two dollars. You win. You're plus a dollar seventy-four. You win. You're plus two seventy-eight. You win. You're a three-point dog. You win. And you beat Arizona. How about up? How about uh, up eleven units going back just by betting that team? That's right. Just on the Blackhawks. That is something. Mike Trombley used to be a pitcher in Major League Baseball. Shared a Kirby Puckett story. He tweeted in 1992. I was sitting in my locker room and I got my first check. Kirby Puckett walked by and said, first big league check, huh?" I nodded with a smile. He reached into his pocket, pulled out a big roll of money, and said, "You want me to cash it for you?" <laughs> and how many players you think in baseball walk around like that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess a lot, right? Remember the, the Manny Ramirez story oh, is absolutely believe. classic. Yeah, has the kid wash his car, and Manny has what forty-four, something like forty-four thousand dollars stuck in the glove compartment. Yeah, at least, yeah, cash. You're sitting there. To tip him, yeah. Take. Oops, forgot about that. Well, you know, the kid about a tip, he goes, take what's in the glove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did he know that he had 44000 in there? Yeah. And that's just chump change no, man, then? No, no, no. Man, he's out of his mind. <laughs> I don't know. It's like Barry Sanders. Didn't Barry Sanders tell you he had like a, a bonus check from the Lions for 500000 He kept it. In the, the Lions yeah. actually called him. You know, Barry, it's been two years. You got to cash it. He had it like on his visor in his car. Yeah. He's <laughs> sitting there. I don't know. Right? How about a pet bear? Yeah, why not? Let's go to Russia, right? Look at the big fella here going in the snow. He comes up. Give me the hug, huh? Bring it in for the real thing. Look at that. Hey, good to see you, buddy. He puts it down in the snow. Look at that. He's got a pet bear. Oh, God. The guy comes running out. Hey, good to see you. Hey, Dimitri. Hey, I think. Oh, he puts him right down. Just tackles him by default because he weighs 800 pounds. Yeah. God, that is nuts. Right into the snowbank. Sure. Lose some. Jazz Hornets over 236 up to 240. No good. Go watch that video all day. And bad beats under 233 or 232 and a half in the Timberwolves game. Hey, Mitch, how about uh, how about 28 points in the last 57 seconds? You're kidding. Yeah. Take a look at the play-by-play. Oh, no. Foul three, foul three, foul layup, uh... foul. 28 points in the last 57 seconds of the Timberwolves game. Win some, lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. If your first wager loses, receive a free bet equal to your stake up to $500. Learn more. BetRivers.com. All right. Obviously, uh, Blackhawks 3-1 to one to win. Uh, one of those games, not a three-point dog. Rodgers is 39 years old. Okay. Two years left? You're going to give up a first-round pick for him? Two first-round picks? Are you that desperate for the... So... I don't see him even coming the- close to Brady and playing... Two, I say two years tops for Rodgers. Did Peter King write about this on Monday? I couldn't find it. I okay. read it, but it's uh, you know it's so thick about it, how long it is. But I didn't. I didn't see. I he believe- said he he reported. Well, he he mentioned how Schefter and Ian Rappaport said there is it could, a deal could get done, and there's interest by uh, the Jets. Okay, so it's getting kicked around right now that uh, the Packers would want like two first round picks, well, and then the the owner of the Jets, Woody Johnson, came out and said we'll do whatever it takes. So the Jets might be willing to give up two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers? Wow. Woody is not I, a fan of Mike White. Um, the, the, the Packers should be relegated if they don't take that deal. Move them out of Green absolutely. Bay. Absolutely. Take, that, him to, take him to Oshkosh. <laughs> Harry Carey? Sheboygan. Oshkosh? Build a new stadium in Sheboygan. Oh, again, everybody. Harry Carey. They're here from Waukegan. You would <laughs> have to take two first-round oh, picks for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you can't do that if you're the Jets, though. Well, that's crazy. I you think just cra- took Zach Wilson. I think it's crazy too. Him. But oh god, it, you're so you're pretty convinced that they would be a playoff team with Rodgers. Roger, Mike White. That's a playoff team this year. They make the playoffs with Mike White. I don't know about that. What do you mean? Oh come on, they lost ten three to the Patriots. Too small of a sample size with the guy. He's, he's what are good you talking w- about? He's good one week, four INTs the next. Zach Wilson sucked. What are you doing? No, no I, I understand that. Mike White would they play well, the and then it would be game. terrible. No, he didn't have a terrible game. Well, he also had yeah, bruised ribs. We played with bruised ribs. Cracked ribs. Uh, okay, regardless, Paulie. Fine. Uh, Rodgers next year on the Jets. Obviously, they, yes, they would have made the... He's plus 750 to go to the Jets right now. Contender, AFC? Absolutely. You get a haul back, too. 
Those weapons haul hey. more. Jets would be pretty good. Yeah. Jets would be pretty good with Aaron Wilson. Rodgers. Good defense. The defense is really good. Sauce. Uh, they have weapons on the team. New offensive coordinator. LaFleur took a lot of criticism. He's out. Yeah, that's right. Elijah Moore screw, had screaming match with him after a game with no targets. The reports are coming out. Are just hilarious. Zach Wilson wasn't putting any work in. The locker room was a, had a mutiny on its hands. How about, uh, how about that division, by the way? Nasty. Next year, if Rodgers were to go there. Yeah. Well, you know, the Patriots will be better now. They got rid of Patricia. By the way, well, would, would Rodgers not love playing in New York for the final couple of years? Sure. Boy, this this reeks of Brett Favre all over again. Yeah. Right? Every single year holding the team hostage now. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't make up my mind. Is it going to be breezy oh, out today? I'll change my mind in case it is. I don't think he'll do that. I think he'll have a decision soon enough. Uh, oh, Favre but, was way worse. Oh, absolutely. He was way Surrendous. worse. I, yeah. Sent the plane for him. Changed his mind while the yeah. plane was in the air. That's right. But uh, there is the... Far to the Jets angle, too, and Rodgers that's to the what Jets. That's talking about, yeah. Sure, yeah, but that's... Mm-hmm. I'd love to see it from a standpoint from the league. I'm saying you can't give up two number ones, though. That's... That'd be crazy, because he just he just took Zach Wilson, number two overall. So, I mean, how many picks are you just going to throw away? It's, uh, pretty, it's pretty heavy duty. Uh, yeah. I, I'll say this. <laughs> Rodgers over Carr, not even close. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't want any yeah. part of Carr. No, it's fair. Uh, Rodgers over Garoppolo, not even close. I don't want Garoppolo either if I'm the Jets, but... I'd take Garoppolo over Carr. Yes, I would. I would do that, too. Up next, former NFL quarterback, current radio host Jim Miller is going to join the program. We'll ask him about the Mahomes injury, what Purdy is up against on the road in Philadelphia, and what the Bears should do with the number one pick overall. That's next here on VSIN. Conference title game Sunday. Time to check out Bet Rivers. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly. Play their Bet Rivers squares. $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If your numbers match, you win. Restrictions on qualifying offers and eligible bonus and credit use. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversquares.com. Good luck. Get up there. More NFL here as our next guest played a long time in the NFL. He won a Super Bowl. And he currently hosts Moving the Chains weekdays, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Jim Miller joins the program. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So as a guy who played the quarterback position for a long time, of course you suffered plenty of injuries, uh, thumb injury, separated shoulder in a playoff game, a wrist injury as well. Um, anything there before in your career with an ankle or a high ankle but also just like other players that you were with as teammates who suffered high ankle injuries and what Mahomes is going to be up against this week for the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you, you do what you can to, to play. Everybody wants to play, and I'm sure Mahomes wants to play. You know, the really the issue is when you're dealing with ankles, you can get Dr. Feelgood, you get that shot before the game, but what happens is as the game goes along, you start to have swelling, you know, that, that pain medication starts to wear off and it starts to swell and it starts to throb. And really that that's the issue. Uh, it's really a pain tolerance issue. And obviously last week he showed that he can deal with a, a high degree of, of pain and still go out and, and be effective. But I think we all know he was very limited, very limited in what he could do. And that really is going to be a factor moving forward. If he plays this Sunday. Okay. If he plays, Mm. So it's Tuesday here, Jim, obviously very early. Right now, what, what would you put on that for a number? Would you say he's 50-50? Would you say he's 60-40 if you had to guess right now? Yeah, I'd say he's probably 50-50 is what I'd say because here we are after the game. You know, this is these are the two days where you're dealing with a mass amount of swelling, right? He's probably not doing much. He's not going to practice. He's not even probably going to go out there for a walkthrough. It's just all about treatment. You know, how much icing can he, uh, can he accomplish to get the swelling down in, in the training room? How much rehab can be done in terms of the mobility of the ankle? How much movement is able to, uh, to be attained? And so I, I would think it's going to be 50-50. You know, you've got to remember that Andy Reid's got to put together a game plan. You know, he couldn't even uh, get out from underneath the center. So yes. if it's a game plan with Mahomes, it's going to be completely shotgun, yes. most likely depending on his limitations and he's going to be playing from the pocket. And we all know a big part of his game is improvising 
and he'll be limited in that. That's, you know, that's really just uh, the, the matter of fact of the situation. I do take into account that Orlando Brown, the left tackle of uh, Kansas City, said, hey, it, it kind of inspired us. We actually played harder knowing that he was limited and we had to protect him. Yep. They want to keep him clean, and it's probably going to be a pocket game if Patrick Mahomes is able to play. Great answer. I saw the same comment as well from uh, Brown. So I'll ask you, and even if you're Andy Reid, though, do you play a compromised 50% Mahomes or 100% Henny? The guy took him 98 yards. Yeah, I think that's why you got a backup. I think you got to feel pretty good about Chad Henny. But unless Patrick Mahomes convinces me during the week that he can do the things that I, I want him to do and need him to do as a quarterback, then that may convince me that he can play. We all know he's a special player, and he's very talented. Shoot, even with a bum ankle, he was 22 of 30 <laughs> and threw a game when he touched down. You know, so he is a special guy. He's probably going to be the, the league MVP. But, again, it's about the team. It's not just about Patrick Mahomes. It's about the team and winning and who gives us the best opportunity to win. And realistically for me today, I would say it's probably Chad Eddy because he's not limited in any capacity. Wow. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, former NFL quarterback Jim Miller, our guest, host of uh, Moving the Chains, weekdays, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM NFL Radio. How about in the other game, the NFC Championship game? You know, Jim, uh, everybody is expecting Brock Purdy to fall on his face at some point. Now, has he gotten away with a couple of, you know, bad passes that should have been picked off over this seven or eight game stretch? Sure, he has. Dallas dropped one in the game this past weekend. But what is he facing now to go on the road, NFC title game, against a crowd that is just going to be completely bonkers on Sunday? Yeah, the, the link can get pretty aggressive and pretty, uh, pretty nasty when you're dealing with those Philadelphia fans. But, yeah, it's going to be a tough challenge for them because that's, that's a great defense. You know, they, they lead the NFL in sacks. They've got 75. They've got great secondary players. Obviously, James Bradbury got the interception last week, but that is a quality, quality football team with a lot of depth, and they're going to keep on coming, and they ain't going to stop. So the running game is going to be important. How effective will they be at running the football? I thought that's where San Francisco really took over last week because I thought Purdy was pretty shaky the first half, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned. But once they got the running game going in the second half, it was really a good compliment for him where he started to settle down. And Philadelphia is is no joke, and uh, they are probably the best team in the NFC Certainly San Francisco can rival them, but can their offense go toe-to-toe with Philadelphia? I think that's the big challenge. They've got a great play caller in Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. who really simplifies things for Brock Purdy, but it's going to be a really a, a tough test. Yeah. Well, if they win and go to the Super Bowl, what do you do with Trey Lance? Well, supposedly I think Houston would probably want to trade for him. You know, and how much could they get for Trey Lance? You know, is it a second-round pick maybe at – at this point, he's still a very green player. Yes. But I do think there, there are teams that would be interested, and it sounds like Trey Lance, judging by Rand Carthon getting the general manager job at Tennessee, mm-hmm. he already tweeted out. He's, ho- he's hoping that Rand Carthon would be a guy who maybe trades for him. But, yeah, there'll be teams interested, and there'll be discussions. Mm. Where do you think Aaron Rodgers is playing next year? Um, you'd like to think Green Bay, but, uh, you know, I take uh, – I take into account what Adam Schefter tweeted out yesterday that, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that other teams would, would want him and take on that salary of what he's guaranteed, which is $60 million. But in all likelihood, you would think his best spot would be back in Green Bay. If he goes somewhere, do you think the Jets would be a realistic landing spot? Yeah, I think the Jets would be a, a spot he could be. I would think the Raiders would be a team that would be interested. I wouldn't... Uh, you know, really outthink that that Washington, you know, the commanders, uh, I think should be a team that's interested oh. in Aaron Rodgers. All right. Uh, Jim, I would be embarrassed to admit how much time I've spent reading mock drafts over the past two weeks. But as a former uh-huh. Bear and the, and the Chicago, Chicago's holding the number one pick in the draft right now, they kind of fell into that into week 18 with uh, how Houston played that final game. Do you think they keep the pick, take somebody like Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, or do they, you think, and again, very early here, are they going to be looking to move down and uh, acquire some more? Yeah, I think there's going to be teams below them that are going to want to trade up, whether it's the Colts, whether it's teams like uh, New Orleans, even, say, 
you know, other teams that are out there that could trade up twice, like what Philadelphia did to get Carson Wentz. So if I'm the Bears, I, I feel pretty good. I feel good that I could trade down not only once, but potentially twice and still get acquire quality assets that I can build a lot of areas of the team that, that need to be, you know, developed. You know, that could be the defensive line. They've got no war daddies on the defensive line <laughs> at all. Offensive line is an issue. We know receiver needs to be a, a consideration. And certainly for them, it's got to be linebacker. They traded away, obviously, one of the, the best linebackers in the league in Roquan Smith. So I would think yeah. uh, all those areas need to be addressed, and they need to acquire more assets in order to do so. Well, what do you think of the deal when they acquired Chase uh, Claypool and they gave up a second-round pick for him? Yeah, I mean, he probably wasn't a you know wasn't complying with the Steeler way. I played with both organizations, and you know that's the word on the street there. And maybe a change of scenery is good for him. You know, he still really didn't, still didn't really establish himself in the offense. Supposedly, he was still learning it uh, by the end of the year. But he's probably going to be their their X receiver. Uh, Mooney will probably be back, but they still need one more. Somebody's got to step up. Don't know if that's Valus Jones Jr. Don't know if that's in Keel Harry. So I think they need to tap into the draft again to to really you know draft a true surefire number one wide receiver, which they have lacked for pretty much the last two years. Yeah, they definitely have. You can follow Jim on Twitter. He's at Jim Miller underscore NFL and catch him weekdays three to seven p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM NFL Radio with Moving the Chains. Uh, Jim, pleasure talking to you today. Thanks for the time. All right, guys, good to be with you. Excellent yeah. job. That was fun. He's right. I mean, it is Tuesday. Andy Reid has a game plan to put together. Yeah. That was well said. How about that? I mean, he's got to be thinking right now, like, okay, what are we doing here? Going to be all shotgun? Can he move whatsoever? 38,000 on the line, Chad Henney. Sure. Feeling pretty good about that? That's why you hedge, too. Another reason why you hedge. This kind of crap can happen. It's another reason to uh, lock in a profit, Paulie. Hello. I mean, this is, he's right. It was a great answer. He said 50-50 right now. Well, yeah. And plus, you have to go shot. I, I did. I did like that comment though from Brown and other guys on the O line, which I said Monday, inspired. And hey, we don't hands off Pat. No one touches Pat. Yeah. I mean, you know he can't move. Well, the Palantonio, Sal Palantonio, forty minutes ago, they're going to be blitzing from the get go. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Off the bus, he's right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we will tell you what we're betting today with in pocket plays coming up next here on Follow the Money. It's Vsin, the sports betting network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're right. Let's get at it. Going right back to it. Joe Burrow to throw an interception Sunday. No. Even money. Let's cash that ticket again. And already in pocket. Took one and a half with the Bengals in the AFC title game. They're up to two and a half. Will Mahomes even play? That's where we're at now. Eagles, Niners under 45 and a half. Philly wins 20 to 10. Yeah. Low okay. scoring. Absolutely. Really? Okay. Yes. All right. Here's what I'm betting today. Paulie, I am uh, on the first period over wagon here in Welcome the NHL. Back. Welcome back. And so for those of you who want to get on board with this, first of all, Chris Sato is a great follow on Twitter. And then Dave Tooley writes about it almost every single day at vsin.com. And here's a quick snippet. And I'm going to tail Tooley on this. I'm playing Ducks. Coyotes first period over, and I'm gonna par- I'm gonna tread carefully with these plays. I'm gonna parlay that with Blackhawks and Canucks first period over. It pays between plus 175 and about 182, depending on where you get it. Canucks, the Ducks and the Canucks. Did you see the? You missed the news? Did you see that on the news? They fired Boudreaux, and they said Canucks. Oh, I did not. <laughs> Is that okay? Okay. All right. There's they're tied for the top record with first period overs. Both teams are at 34 and 12, which is 74 percent. The Ducks are on a 15-4 and four run. In fact, uh, I looked at uh, playing the Ducks tonight over on its own. It was minus 138, so I'm probably going to play that as well as a separate bet. But uh, I've been betting these now for a good week. It's been a hit and miss a little bit, but I'm going to do this one here today and uh, add a little bit of plus money at a two-team parlay. First period's over. And that uh, to go uh, goes along with my penny plays. Met a viewer from... Temecula, California yesterday. His name was Joe. Hey, Joe. And he said, uh, Mitch, I noticed you have the Chiefs in pocket plus 145 to win the AFC. How come Bengals are not? Not every bet that we make are in pocket plays. And I'll tell you, more than half the bets that I make are after the show is over with. I mean, we're oh, all sure. I, I, again, I, I brought this up briefly on today's show. To make an NBA bet at this time of the morning, the, the Grizzlies news came out last night less than an hour before tip. Hey, they're going to be sitting everybody. And the, the point spread eventually moved like seven and a half points, right? I, you're taking... It's a it's a very tricky proposition to be going, you know, firing on all cylinders here in the NBA early on. So anyway, I had the Bengals doing the AFC all the way back in October. And I the reason why I like the Chiefs is they had Jacksonville. So you liked them to advance there. And they were potentially hosting the game or it was going to be a neutral against the Bills at plus 45. So I thought the price was good. You were supposed to be at least a four-point favorite against Cincinnati at home. Yeah, right. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you. So there you go. In Pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials. Posted after noon Eastern, BetRivers.com. You can find all the picks. Every pick, every host, every guest. VEASAN.com slash picks. Right. So we gave out that tweet earlier about the hot run. Oh, let's go to Norway. God's country. I mean, again, that road is so cool here. He referenced well, that, too. And I'll, but, and I'll show you this, too, Paul, yep. because, um, again, watch the show if you can. Subscribe to yep. com. This is the road in Norway. You brought up the bridge in uh, the Monterey area in California uh, that was on Big Little Lies. We drove the coast of California in July of two, 2021. I'll never do it again, and I would never recommend it to anybody. <laughs> it was uh, an oversight on our part. Here's what that area looks like, though. Look at those bluffs. With the water, and that's the bridge that they shot it on. The overcast day. Yep. I mean, so it's it's very wow. it's beautiful and it's picturesque. But the you if you get behind a motorhome, it's thirty five miles an hour for days because it's so curvy and windy, you can't yeah. pass them. Fair. So it was, uh, and we took two dogs, by the way, which was just oh boy, tough. Yeah, bad. Tough scene. Yeah. So we we talked about the how profitable the Blackhawks have been. Then Vancouver has the new coach angle tonight. Vancouver's laying 235. The 
Bruins are four dollars oh. on the road against Montreal. That's just oh my god. Well, and they're going to be. T- yeah, they op- I saw them open. The first number I saw last night was Boston minus three fifty. Yep. And that was my thought then. Three fifty on the road, and here you go taking money. Okay. Leading into the morning. Uh, Canadian and one of the best poker players ever, and he loves hockey. Very good at it too. Mm-hmm. Daniel Negrano said the same thing's going to happen this year as it did last year. If you can find at the time, he said like seven to one. DraftKings had plus four fifty. Thinks Vegas is going to miss the playoffs. Vegas coming up. Devils, Rangers, Islanders, Dallas, Nashville. A trip to Florida, Tampa, then Vancouver. New coach Calgary, Edmonton. Last six games, Minnesota twice, Nashville, Kings, Dallas, Seattle. They're banged up and toast. Doomed to repeat last season, he tweeted. Yeah. At uh, real kid poker. Yeah. You have more options than we do in Las Vegas, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Because I looked at every possible out last night in this city, and I couldn't find a single spot that was offering yes-no playoff odds in the Golden, or any team in the NHL. And uh, outside of this city, I saw almost 6-1 to one still last night. And yeah. I, I, I do yeah. I think that he's going to be onto something here. They fooled people, I think, early on in the season. Yes. Uh, we talked a lot about tipping today and how it's becoming commonplace to go up to the counter, order something, and they're expecting tips. And what's the etiquette? This is from Mookie. If you guys do a show on tipping, I have a million sports-related stories. He was the maitre d' of two of the top steakhouses in New York City for 25 years. He said he could go on for days. I would love to meet Mookie someday and just talk love to him. It. Let's set that over a beer. That's a great interview and, in the summer. Well, even off the air. Uh, how, how about how many? Pe- I want to know how many people get their steak well done and want the ketchup. Yeah. Fancy well, be, restaurant beyond the tipping. Yeah, for sure. I, I want that. Remember that place in New York? Told they laughed at Chris Weber. He left. Yeah. He asked for a one sauce. They laughed at him. He left. He was he was insulted. I told you the story before. My wife looked, uh, worked at for a long time. Oh, she's worked at great restaurants in the city. But the one is very famous on the Strip. They have the best Alaskan king crab I've ever had in my entire life. They, they're very customer friendly. So no matter what the customer would ask for, they would have to ob- oblige by that and make it for them. People would come in and, off, and, and want a like giant porterhouse, for example. Well done, melted shredded cheddar cheese on top and a lot of ketchup to go along with it. That's how they would order their steak and they can't tell them no there. They have to say, okay, fine. That's how we're going to prepare your steak for you. Meanwhile, in the back, the chefs are like, and the cooks are like, are you serious? <laughs> I really have the to do this? The story's right there, yeah. And they hate it. Want, yeah. But that's how people want it and the spot like that's going to do it for them, so. One time when I was a kid, my dad sent the steak back twice. Twice! Ugh, and it's man. just, I... I don't know. I'm awful at that. Could have been drunk, too, knowing I, him. Well, I suck it up. I almost yeah. refuse to send food back. That's what, the, the, that's what Shauna used to do. My, uh, she would refuse? Uh, she, she'll suck it up. But she's very particular. It drives me crazy about how she wants the steak and she want, how's it cooked, and then yeah. the side, and then they never get it right because she's high maintenance, and then it's just, ah, I'll do it. I'll suck it up, and then... Yep. It's like, boy, every time we go out, there's a problem. There's an issue. Yeah, there's, oh, a, okay. yeah, there's a problem. Right. Really? Right. I, I mean, Why are you I, getting your steak well done, number one? Oh, that's how I am. That's how it is. A1 too, huh? No, Get so, the sauce they have. Yep. I know. That, that, the Why chef, you got to go A1 on me? The, the I'm a chef, public figure. Yeah, right. People know this face. Come on, what are you doing to me? The, uh, that's the way that, by the way, when the chef makes it like that with their sauce, that's the way you're love, supposed yes, to eat it, I and know, that's the, the way it's going to be sauce. really good. Let's go to, take, uh, forget berries, I love, let's go to Andiamo, huh? I'll get to the zip sauce. The zip sauce? The zip sauce is awesome. I know. You got Miguel, he goes out there, he dances, uh, old guy. I have a brother moves, like that, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Steak has to be well done. Oh, Christ. I just, I don't get it. Uh, but, but on the flip side, I know people who love it, you flip it once, you flip it again, I want blood coming out of it. Like they want it as rare as possible. I can't do that either. Like, I like medium rare, but to have it just, like, bloody, like you just cut it, come on. It's a bit much. I'll tell you what's underrated. A real nice basket of bread to start. Oh, how good boy. is your bread? How hot is it? That's how you start a meal. You're, you're, leading, you're the leadoff hitter. Set the table. I got the salad. How good's your bread? What do you have? Yeah. 
Love to dive in right away because I'm always hungry and oh, I have no I, I, patience. Yeah. I want the bread from the get-go. And they give you the assortment. They give you five or six choices with the bread. Yep. I can think of two or three spots in town right now where I just, oh, I would go there for the bread. Sure. It's so good. And, a good, and always a good Caesar salad. or Yeah. Who's got a home-run salad off the bat? Uh, <laughs> what do you have up here? I don't know what you have up uh, here. Dustin's <laughs> getting... This is Dustin here. His pro tip. <laughs> If nobody is waiting on you, then you don't need a tip. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did this start? I saw it. In Add the... a gratuity when you just took my order and it pops up with the when you put the card in to pay. I'm telling you, I saw a tip jar and a drive through 15 years ago out here. My God. But I think Las Vegas is unique, though, right? Animals. People just, it's a service <laughs> a industry. Yeah, you know, everybody, yeah so. I know, but it's like, uh, yeah. Starbucks, you do, yeah. yeah they, and then they look at you disappointed when you don't tip, too. Oh, God. That's why the guilt factor kicks in at, at some what, point. At what point are you doing your job, though, as well? I mean, hey, pal, you don't look at me. You signed up for this. Yeah. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.